0: Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to another all new edition of Geek to Me Radio. Today, we are joined by a toy extravaganza panel consisting of Rich Morgan of Saga Toys, Spike, that Lost in Space guy, and Robert Mays, owner of APG Grading, talking all things toys. Stand by. If you are listening to this in podcast form after the fact on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, or Podmatic, we always appreciate your subscribing and listening there. If you are listening in the greater St. Louis area, we might sound a little different because we've now changed our frequency. We are on 105.3 FM and 1380 AM KXFN. And I got to say, I feel a little taller because of the higher frequency. So that, that's a great feeling. Uh, This show, as always, could not be possible without the help of our sponsors, our premier sponsor, Discover St. Charles. Check out their website, discoverstcharles.com. Right now, this very second, as you're hearing this, they have their Legends and Lanterns event going on along historic Main Street, up and down North and South Main. If you're a fan of their Christmas traditions, which goes on every year for the past 27 years, it's like that for halloween so you get to interact with lizzie borden baron Samdi, guy fox and more uh there's all sorts of fun activities for kids to do it's a family friendly event as it always is and if nothing else it's a really nice day outside the rain's kind of shying off you can go down sit on the porch of the winery of the little hills have a glass of wine go up and down the cobblestone streets go play frisbee with your dog in frontier park by the caboose there's always some great picture opportunity if you're looking to get uh, pictures taken you know maybe you're gonna hit Plan a wedding coming up in the next month or so. There's some fantastic places to scope out down there for photography. And always, always, always a good time is had by all in historic St. Charles. Plan your trip now. Go to the website, discoverstcharles.com. Check out the events, things to do, food and drink, places to stay, and more. Very proud to have them as our premier sponsor with us for over a year now. So thank you, City of St. Charles. We're going to jump right in. Uh, We're talking all things toys and we are going to go to our first guest right now, Spike, that Lost in Space guy. He is a staple at any toy show if you've been to the, anywhere in the Midwest. I think, Spike, if I'm not mistaken, you're in Chicago right now, correct?
1: I am. Uh, this is just a perfect day for you to be doing this because I'm at the big uh, Kane County Toy Show. It's outside of Chicago in St. Charles, Illinois. It's about five or six buildings, about 600 dealers. Whew. And it's just a lot of fun. And there should be about twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 people through here. So... It's today and tomorrow, so that's where I'm at.
0: Very cool. So how's the show going for you? Uh, I know you set up at these shows. You've always got a wide variety of very cool stuff. How's it? How's the show been for you?
1: The show's been great. Um, it, uh, this is actually dealer day, so dealer's set up, and if you want to pay extra money, you can come in today and tomorrow for one fee. Uh, but it's basically, public day is tomorrow, so um, that's pretty much the extent of that. Um, but it's winding down. I, would, I think it ends at four o'clock today.
0: And I've always seen you at the toy shows at the Machinist Hall. Chris McQuillan, Toy Man, Toy Shows puts on a fantastic uh, event there about every other month. Uh, right there at two seventy in the Rock Road in the Machinist Hall. And uh, you and I talked at the last one. And a lot of this stuff that you sell is is kind of stuff from your own collection more or less, but obviously you must buy stuff back. So what, what kind of influences your decision as to what you're going to buy? Is it stuff that you know you can flip? Is it stuff you like and you keep for a while and then, well, I got to make room. How does that go?
1: <laughs> well, a lot of it's stuff that I've had over the years, uh, cause I've been doing this for probably 30, 35 years. Um, so a lot of it's personal, but then, you know, I've done a lot of antique shows and so forth. And you just pick up a lot of stuff that, you know, you, uh, you try and move, um, it's kind of hard today to tell what the public wants. You know, Star Wars is hot, um, uh, a lot of different venues. Uh, it's, just, it's just a matter of where you're at and location and uh, the crowd that comes in that day.
0: So how far do you travel? Because you, know, you, don't, you don't have a storefront. You do eBay, though, correct?
1: I do eBay. I've got uh, my own uh, eBay store. And uh, you can reach me at uh, com. And if you have any questions, you can email me through that. But uh, I do eBay all day, and then I do uh, probably 42 shows a year. That's a lot.
0: What's the farthest out you travel for these shows?
1: Chicago at this point. Okay. Um, I used to travel all over the country, and it's just uh, logistics has become too tight. So this is about as far as I go anymore.
0: So have you seen anything at this particular toy show you're at now that's kind of blown you away? Because, I mean, like you said, you've been doing it for 30 years. I can only assume you've seen just about every toy out there.
1: Pretty much, I mean, there's, there's a lot of great stuff here, uh, a lot of great dealers. Nothing that, like, jumps out and says, you know, I haven't seen this in a, in a very long time, but there's a lot of great toys here. Um, there was a Creature from the Black Lagoon, a High piece on the card, which is really neat that you don't see too terribly often. I think they were asking 1500 for it, which is not unreasonable.
0: Well, it depends on on who you're talking to, I guess, because I don't don't have $1,500. But uh, for something like that, especially because I know monster memorabilia is still very hot. It seems like everybody still collects that stuff. That's never kind of gone away.
1: Very much so. And uh, what what I mentioned was Ahai, which is Azraq Hamway, and it's it's the creature from the Black Lagoon, and it was carded. So it wasn't a loose figure. Mm. Uh, But being Halloween coming up, you know, people are looking for that kind of genre right now.
0: So you've got a lot of stuff, and you're and you're traveling to these shows. What uh, do you kind of make decisions on what you're going to bring based on past performance at a certain show, or you just kind of bring a, a kind of a grouping of everything? So you've got something to please everybody. How do you how do you set up when you go to these different shows?
1: Pretty much the latter, what you said. Um, I try and bring a an eclectic a, a group of things so that I have things from the '50s on up to try and please everybody, because you never know who's going to be here. Right. Um. So, yeah, as of right now, I mean, I've got comic books set up. Uh, I've got Star Wars figures. Uh, there's Star Trek memorabilia. Uh, there's Green Hornet. Uh, there's Transformers. There's Silverhawk. Uh, I've got a Ozzy Osbourne Park at the Moon figure, which, you know, people just love that kind of stuff. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, that uh, that's what kind of caught my eye at this last toy show. You had one of those rare in-the-box Silverhawk Skyrunners which uh, mm-hmm. I, I've seen them maybe twice on eBay. I'm like, I can't pay that for it. Uh, but you, <laughs> you, you actually, the price you had, and it was more reasonable than I've seen on eBay. So do you find that uh, with the consistent presence you have on eBay and then doing the shows, are you surprised by something that you might have on eBay forever suddenly goes like instantly at a show or vice versa? Uh,
1: both ways, actually. So the, the price you saw on that Silverhawks piece uh I think we'll do better of a show because on eBay uh people are asking about twelve thirteen hundred for it mm. but they sit there. Right. So I'd rather move it and, and get something else and move forward and, and like buy some more, you know, merchandise to sell it rather than just sit on it.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And so people don't have to pay for shipping at shows either. So that's always exactly. good. Exactly.
1: And, and they like the hands on experience too. They miss that. They want to come up and you know hold the piece and you know, reminisce their childhood. For example, well, I had this piece when I was a kid. Um, I wish my mom hadn't thrown it away, or you know, whatever. Um, that kind of thing. And I will so, say, I you're
0: did. you're very strong because you were able to pry that Skyrunner out of my grip while we were reminiscing about it at the show. So kudos <laughs> to you for that. You must work out.
1: Well, I think you need that in your collection. So maybe at some point uh, it'll it'll come home with you. So
0: well, if if it doesn't sell, then I, I may. Mean, End up giving it to myself as a gift. Uh, congratulations, gift for something random that I don't need. Um, so, <laughs> is there anything, what's of, of your collection you've got, is there anything you've held on to that you're like, wow, I'm really surprised this item hasn't sold?
1: Not really. I mean, I've, I've had so much stuff over the, the years, I've been blessed. Um, as far as things that I've kept, I think the the one piece that I've had that I haven't taken to a show is a Lost in Space which and Go playset. Um, you know, I cherish that because it reminds me of my childhood. Um, but most of the stuff, you know, it, you, you come across it when you do so many shows or, you're, you know, people call you and, you know, do you buy a collection, that kind of thing. And then it eventually, you know, this, this piece resurfaces and you get it again. Yeah. So.
0: And that's harder yeah. to do with the, the older the toy, obviously, the, the rarer it becomes. Uh, so age obviously plays a factor in that as well.
1: And, and and condition you know because people will pay more for it if it's mint in the box as opposed to lose you know so forth
0: right and do you ever do any graded toys uh at all do you, when you sell stuff or you do is it kind of not something you deal in
1: um I have had graded toys and I have graded comics uh, i found there's there's a group of people that will pay obviously because they want it graded because they want to know what they're paying for and then It displays well, and then I get the the people that want to have it loose so they can display it themselves or play with it, for example, um, as opposed to having it carding. Uh, It's just a catch-22. It just depends on the person.
0: Right. Like you said, it's kind of everybody's a little bit different, and you never know what to expect. (laughs) Exactly. Well, uh, Spike, let everybody know where they can find you out there in the interwebs so that they can uh, track you down and buy your stuff.
1: Well, um, they can look me up on eBay. I'm that Lost in Space guy. It's all run together. Or you can go to lostinspacetoysandcollectibles.com, and and that will take you to eBay as well. And then you can email me through the eBay portal. That way, if you have any questions or uh, want to contact me for whatever reason.
0: Perfect, and uh, good luck at the show this weekend. Thanks for taking time to call in, and we'll, uh, we'll see you at the next Toy Man, I'm sure.
1: I thank you so much for the opportunity, James. You have a great day.
0: You too. Take care.
1: Uh uh-huh, Bye-bye.
0: There he goes. Spike, that Lost in Space guy. Again, Lost in Space toys and collectibles. Also on eBay, that Lost in Space guy all pushed together. We are going to come back talking with Rich Morgan of Saga Toys and Robert Mays, owner of APG Grading, right after this. Stand by.
1: Hey, this is Greg Grunberg, Snap Wexley from Star Wars. And it's all geek to me, my friends.
0: And we are back on our all toys edition of Geek to Me Radio. This segment brought to you by Tenacious Eats. If you are a foodie and if you like movies, this is the event page you want to check out tenaciouseats.com. Uh, chef Liz Schuster, award winning chef, takes a fantastic film gives you a four or five course meal, puts it together, and it's called Full Contact Dining for a Reason. It's a lot of fun. They've got their upcoming event next Saturday, the 28th Beetlejuice. That's sold out. These events sell out quickly. It's limited seating, obviously. Uh, It's also amazing food and a great film in a fun environment. So you can go to their website to get tickets for the next one. Planes, trains, and automobiles in November. Classic movie, John Candy and Steve Martin. Up in December, they will have... Home Alone for their Christmas show, and you can go to her website and check out the past menus and events, and some of the stuff she does, it's ridiculously creative. She has a degree in film, and she's a gourmet chef, so pairing those two things together it's the perfect storm of fun. You get to see a great movie, uh, get some fantastic food you probably will not have anywhere else. Some of the stuff she's made before, I'm like, I'm not sure I'm going to try this, and I end up trying it. And it's delicious. So leave your inhibitions at the door. The booze will help with that, obviously. And just have a great time. TenaciousEats.com for their upcoming menus and events. Check them out. Full contact dining at Tenacious Eats. We are joined now in studio by Rich Morgan of Saga Toys. And we've got Robert Mays, owner of APG Grading. Gentlemen, thanks for coming in.
2: Good to be here. Thank you, sir.
0: And uh, we're talking all things toys. Uh, let's start. Uh, Rich, you own Saga Toys, which I finally got the chance to visit, and I just kind of want to retire to there, put down <laughs> a sleeping bag and hang out.
3: Me too. <laughs> so uh, how, how long ago did you, did you open up? it uh, be two years in November.
0: And uh, you've got the event I noticed on Facebook that caught my attention the Saturday morning breakfast cereal and cartoons.
3: Yes, we the Saturday morning cartoon experience. We do it the second Saturday of every month. Um, it's uh, from 9 until noon. It's a throwback to the 80s and 90s where we play old school cartoons from 9 till noon and uh, have a free cereal bar. And so it's not BYOC. You've got cereal there. We've, we provide cereal, bowl, milk, everything. You just Fantastic. show up. Cool. We actually have people show up in their pajamas. And <laughs> we've actually had parents come in and got babysitters and they came without their kids which you know how about that you know it was pretty funny so
0: it's a good mix then of adults and kids adults kind of recapturing that thrill of the time of their youth and then kids who are being introduced to this like this is what we used to do johnny that's it very cool and we've got uh, robert mays apg grading uh talk a little bit about what you do you've got some of your things on here if you're listening we'll have these up on periscope and pictures on
2: social media soon but kind of tell us what it is you do well we protect toys we encase them as well as authenticate autographs Um, we go to a lot of conventions and talk with the talk with communities and that's the biggest part of apg is letting the letting the community help apg for what the community wants it to be Uh, that's the biggest part Uh, we're heavily involved in the community a good example of that is we just started a new category for grading. And it's been set in stone. There's a couple categories, uncirculated, qualified, MOSC, MISB, loose, graded loose. Well, we, for the community, we are opening up a new category uh, called the C category, a C grade, which stands for customs. Uh, Freeman Slavens will be the first customs graded Loose figure uh, for APG, as well as we have a new grade also called Restored, the R grade. And uh, we do a lot of things for the community. So it's kind
0: of in the same vein as the, uh, the CGC for comic books. They've got their different grades, the, the blue label, the purple label. So it's much in that same vein just for action figures and toys. Uh, absolutely. And do most people, when they come to you, uh, do they bring stuff to the shows? Do they send
2: stuff in? What's your main, the main thrust of where you get your uh, customers from? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, we have people that come to our show, uh, to a convention, and drop off items to get great, as, as well as send items in the mail. And we involve the community. Whoever sends in an item, which is called a submission, uh, we involve them throughout the whole process. So it's not hey, you send us your stuff, we'll grade it, send it back to you. We want them to become part of our family. And that's, that's one of the biggest things with APG. Throughout the whole process, from receiving the item, talking about why it got graded the way it did, which I actually brought uh, our grading sheets. Oh, nice. To encasing them, as well as sending them back to the collector.
0: Very cool, Rich. Do you have a lot of people come in specifically looking for graded toys, or is it uh, is that not something people specifically look for?
3: We uh, we're, we're getting more and more people coming in and looking for that kind of stuff. Um, we did uh, have for a while a bunch of um, uh, graded uh, '80s GI Joes and um, original Star Wars, you know, from the '70s and '80s stuff, and you know that's usually the stuff that people come in and talk about grading. They're probably the biggest things that that people have graded at this point.
0: I know that. Uh, with, with comic books, I hate getting them slabbed, as they say, put in CGC, because you can never read them again. If you're keeping a figure on the card anyway, to me it makes sense to go ahead and get it graded, because it's kind of extra protection for the card. Um, you can still display it. Um, do you find a lot of people are in that same mindset, or do you get more uh, loose items coming in to be set? Because you've got a, the Sergeant Slaughter. We're going to have to show that one, because uh, that's really cool. It caught my eye. And then people bringing loose
2: stuff to you a lot. Uh, well, you know, it's it goes hand in hand. Every collector is different. Uh, every collector is very selective. Like for myself, I'm a mint collector. I like keeping things protected and mint in box, uh, and I only try to get the best of the best when it comes to collecting collectibles. Uh, when it comes to grades, you know, ninety is a great grade. It means the figure has very few defects. And that's the kind of collector I am. However, you know, there's a lot of people that love loose figures and want their loose figures protected, and uh, you know, we'll go ahead and grade them for them.
0: And you've got the Sergeant Slaughter one. Since I've seen you, you've got it signed now. <laughs> uh, so, is that something that's pretty common? Is that now that it's signed, does that change the value of anything, uh, the casing it's in, or anything? Because I know if you have a, uh, if I had a one on the card or one on the box, if it was a mint and sealed box, and I had it cased and graded and the case gets cracked that kind of diminishes the grade or takes it away some people say does that autograph affect the grade in any way
2: uh that brings up a really good question uh no it doesn't no it doesn't and to be honest with you uh the afa will when you like say you send in a han solo toy to the afa with it signed it's signed on the card Mm -hmm. they will actually consider it to be qualified when it does no uh, de appreciation of the collectible itself. It doesn't damage the collectible and we don't take any points and it will be graded accordingly as a regular MOSE figure.
0: Okay. And so uh, when you buy collections, Rich, do you see, uh, do, do people, I, I would think that if people are bringing in graded stuff, they probably would try to sell those on eBay more. Because I mean, you just said when I was in there, you had a huge collection that was brought in. None of the stuff was graded from my understanding.
3: Yeah, um, usually um, when we get in graded stuff, it's somebody who's looking to do like a consignment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do that just because, you know, it it leaves more room for them to make money. You get something cool in the store that people can come in and look at. And, you know, if I can help somebody move it and make a little bit without having to put out a ton of money, into buying a collection of graded stuff, it's great for me because people, I, I love when people come in and they're happy. And, you know, anytime that somebody comes in, we sell nostalgia more than we sell anything else. Yeah. So when people come in and, you know, you get a 40 year old guy turns into a seven year old when he's walking down the aisles, that's the greatest thing because he's happy. When people are happy, they're more likely to, you know, leave with something Then if they like I don't like anything that you had so you know
0: well that's just the kind of negativity you don't want anyway exactly (laughs) I help open the door for them right right we're going to take our next break we're going to come back talking with Rich and Robert right after this all things toys stand by
1: Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're listening to geek to me Radio.
0: We are back. Talking all things toys. We've got Rich Morgan of Saga Toys and Robert Mays, owner of APG Grading. And Rich brought up a point that uh, I hadn't thought about. And it's uh, one of those Catch-22, or as Christopher Guest would say, how many babies can you fit in a tire? Um, you've got a toy that's mint in the sealed box it's kind it comes with batteries and if you don't take it out to get the batteries out those batteries will corrode and ruin the toy but if you open the box you've now degraded the toy anyway so uh since you brought the point we'll start with you what are your thoughts rich
3: personally i'm an opener you know i would rather have an open toy than uh, a mint and sealed as a toy store owner i would never open a sealed <laughs> toy uh, unless i was doing like a custom toy for somebody um, so i leave them sealed but i love bringing it up to people just because the it's most people don't think about it and i love just seeing the wheels start turning like what, what do I do with this? I don't know what to do. So I don't know that there is a right answer. Cut Again, the baby in half. Clearly <laughs> that's what we need to do.
0: Just get rid of No, that's, uh, that is <laughs> a quandary. I'm not consider that. I don't think any of the toys, I'm going through my mind now quickly inventorying everything I have going, oh, crap. Is there something that has batteries in it this whole time? But I don't think – can you have an example of a toy that you know that um, does
3: – Star Trek Runabout. You know, I get those in. still oh, yeah. sealed. Star Trek's very collectible. You know, it's got a, a, a loyal following of people. It's got the, the try-me thing where you can push the button through the box. Um yeah, once that stops working, I mean, you know that those batteries are doing nothing but just dying inside there.
0: Yeah, all those 90s Star Trek toys that came out from Playmates. They had the, uh, the Klingon Battlecruiser, the Romulan Warbird, like yep. four different Enterprises. Those, I didn't even think about that. Wow. It's
3: quite okay. <laughs> yeah, that Yeah,
2: now my brain's going to hurt for a while. Robert, do you have <laughs> any thoughts uh, on that topic? Yeah, I mean, you brought up a very good point. Uh, if you know it has batteries and the batteries are corroding, and it's going to damage the toy, and it's sealed, I would send it in to get graded and let the professional, myself, open it, because it would still be what you considered a qualified grade, meaning that it's been untouched. Okay. Yeah.
0: And we've got Max in the studio. I know Max is a toy collector himself. Uh, What would you do in this situation? This really has stopped the entire broadcast because (laughs) it is something that so few collectors have even thought of. I am kind of in between uh, our guests here where um, for ages I would open up the, the items, but now I'm more of a keep everything you know, in the box. I guess what I would probably do is keep it sealed in the box and then sell it as soon as possible. And that way it's somebody else's problem. That's a good point. Huh? <laughs> or this would be my solution. I would I would keep it and open it. Take the batteries out, buy every other version of it out there, and destroy them. So then you have the only version. That the value goes up automatically. Done.
3: Yeah. <laughs> or the take point.
0: them to APG and 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 get the loose figure mounted because that's something that that's I, true. I, I don't think we've we've talked about here uh, the the uh, manner of mounting these loose figures is, is something I've never seen before. Yeah, it's almost like a, a diorama. Some of mm-hmm. the ones you've got. Have, have you had? What's the most complicated loose
2: mount you've had to do? Uh, the Sergeant Slaughter has been by far. The most complex. Uh, There's a lot. It's two tiers. Uh, There's a lot of detail and thought and design behind this graded collectible. Absolutely.
0: And it's. I mean, it's got everything. It's got the file card. You've got a little plastic thing. How how long does a project like that? Because you have to obviously custom make the casing for it on a project like this. Since this was your most complicated, how long did it take you to create the casing for it?
2: Well, my wife really helped me with this process because she took care of the kids, so I definitely got to give a shout-out to her. (laughs) She's a saint. My wife is wonderful. Uh, It took me three solid days to complete this project. Uh, It was a lot of work. It was a lot of work.
0: (laughs) What type? Because I know plexiglass comes in different uh, uh, strengths and different uh, qualities. So what what type of plexiglass do you use?
2: Uh, This is museum-grade acrylic. It's .0018 thickness, which is slightly thicker than the AFA acrylic. Um, this acrylic for this figure, because of the size, I had to actually upgrade the thickness to 3 sixteenths acrylic.
0: Hmm. That's very cool. And again, we'll have pictures of this. If you're following us, uh, <laughs> we'll post the pictures on our social media thing. We're going to do a Periscope thing after we get done with the broadcast here and uh, take a picture of some of these cool toys. So with the custom figures, I know people like to take figures out of the box and do custom molds of figures that either aren't in existence, which are fewer and far between now with all the different lines of action figures that have put out so many different versions of figures. Uh, So I think we're going to time wise, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about custom figures with rich and Robert right after this. Stand by.
1: and there's trouble. G.I. Joe
3: is there. G.I. Joe. A real Joe. American hero. G.I. Joe is there. It's G.I. Joe. Hi, this is Brent Spiner. You're listening to geek to me Radio. Ooh.
0: My very first Star Trek action figure ever was Data, from the Galoob line, they had the smaller figures out, and they only had the bridge crew, a Ferengi, and then they, you could never find the other aliens for some reason. They had an Antikin and a C-lay, Um and I've never seen those. I always see the red shirts. We see Riker and Geordi. Uh, have you guys come across any of the rarer figures? Q was another one I had, but he was hard to get.
3: <laughs> I've had a, a few people say that. Uh, well, actually, I've had a couple people come in and talk about them, but uh, one guy said that he had them and that he was going to bring them in. And I've never seen them. So, yeah. <laughs> Liar. The same boat as you got. A lot of liars out there say that they had stuff. I had a rocket-firing Boba Fett. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure you did,
0: buddy. No, seriously. Uh, have you had anyone bring those in for grading and all? The original Galoob Star Trek? Uh,
2: yes. Uh, by Playmates. Uh, oh, we, the play, the, you had the Playmates one? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we graded uh, a data that was autographed. Um, I think also we we graded a wharf as well.
0: Okay. Obviously, Michael Dorn, who also voiced Calabac, and I've got his DC uh, Universe figure. That's another one. The Justice League toys that they came out with uh, were such an expansive line for that Justice League Unlimited series. And that's one of the ones we mentioned where they've got almost everyone you could possibly think of, Some who weren't even in the cartoon, yep. but for a quick cameo as they ran <laughs> past in the finale or something like that. You didn't even have a voice actor. Right, just, no, yeah. Just no no one assigned to that character. You, <laughs> you see the Creeper on top of the car when they're all fighting the Legion of Doom at the end and taking on uh, Darkseid, but you never get a voice for him like you did in Batman the Animated Series, but we still have a figure yep. of the Creeper. Um, so obviously that brings up the point of custom figures. If someone has a favorite figure that miraculously was not made in some incarnation, uh, do people do them on their own then bring them to you guys or like I know Rich you do uh, dioramas very impressive dioramas do people give you figures and say I want to custom this are you able to do that as well?
3: Um, Yeah uh, most of the time um, I help people with like the dioramas but every once in a while I'll just take figures and I'll customize them like I just did a a Punisher War Machine Mm. Oh um, yeah because Marvel just put out some teaser information over the summer where they Frank Castle is going to be the next uh, War Machine so I took you know a figure that wasn't selling, selling very well, uh, popped it out of the package, painted the skull on it, and put it back in the package, and you know uh, sold three of them so far. Nice.
0: And and wow. on, on a side note, based on Marvel's track record with new books and that idea of giving Frank the War Machine armor, I'm going to say that's going to last about seven issues. Doesn't um, matter. It's uh, so yeah, awesome. No, no, it's it a doesn't great matter. Idea. No, yeah, <laughs> But it's just one of the uh, anyway. It's another topic for another show. Marvel comics. Um, with the, the custom toys, grading them must present a bit of a challenge.
2: Well, yes, 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 it can. Uh, but we're doing this for the community uh, because we want to let the community decide for themselves if they have a custom figure, we can protect it for them.
0: So it's protecting, but it, doesn't it, is it? You can't really assign a grade to it because it's been completely altered in some cases. Well,
2: well, because of the C grade, the C grade offers us the freedom to grade it on the defects of the collectible. And that includes overspray um things of that nature, scrapes.
0: So I've got a stuff. I've got a full uh the one collection I have complete is uh Superpowers collection. And I know that they were supposed to release a third wave and you see these bootleg knockoffs that someone's custom making like blue beetle on the Superpowers card. So if someone brings you a custom one on a custom card, <coughs> does that affect again, does that affect the
2: grade? Uh you have that is a great question uh 2010 there was an asian exclusive gi joe alley viper and it was a knockoff Mm -hmm. and it was sealed uh we did label it correctly uh as a knockoff a bootleg and uh it was very poorly designed and actually one of the rarest gi joes out there um It got graded a 25 because the quality of plastic was so poor. Mm. Uh, They didn't create its own mold. They just took the toy from the 89 version, made a mold, and tried to slap it together and put it into Battle Corpse card, G.I. Joe Battle Corpse card. Mm. And uh, because of that, uh, the legs would not come together. It was basically falling apart. It was a shell of a toy. So it got graded uh, 25, I believe. And that's a very poor grade, but that was because of the condition of the collectible itself.
0: Okay. What's uh, as far as rare figures? If we're going to talk here in the last part of this segment about the the rare, hard to find grails, do you have anything in your shop currently, uh, Rich, that you is like you when you got it, you're like, I can't believe I have this. I'm not going to sell it ever.
3: Yeah, one of the ones that um, I've had the hardest time um, figuring out a price for. um, I've got a sealed uh, Cobra Mori, the hydrofoil. Oh yeah. Um, you don't see those where they've never been cracked open. That's one that when kids got it and then they just ripped into it. Um, it's the only one I've ever seen in the 30 years that I've been collecting that still sealed. So it's kind of crazy. And, um, I actually went to a bunch of people who are like big in the Joe collecting community and like, how do you how do i price this one because i mean one if, million dollars <laughs> and you know and i've had people say that you know it's a you know 1200 hundred dollar you know toy you know i settled on six i think six is a fair price on it um i know that you know a mint loose one can go um up in you know a few hundred dollars but um but yeah it's it's, it's one of the coolest things that came in but you know Sometimes it's really hard to put a price tag on some of that stuff just because it's like, okay, I don't have anything to compare it to. Yeah. It's like comps in real estate, you know.
0: Right, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Comp, <laughs> you don't know, get the comp rules, you have no idea what it's worth. Yeah. So what about, uh, have you been brought anything for grading that's been like uh, a grail of a toy at all?
2: Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, 1984 Gizmobile uh, by Ertl. Ertl. uh in the beginning of the 80s, uh, was a really amazing company. Uh, it was sold, the name was still... Stayed the same, Ertl. And uh, like I said, uh, 3,000 were made, uh, still sealed, uh, absolutely beautiful. You don't see, I haven't seen any giz- gizmo mobiles out there that are still in the box. So we just got done grading that one, and that was a great honor.
0: And if you've got something like that, that's uh, obviously rare and you put it in the plexiglass you've got the high-end acrylic um, it is museum type so I take it there's some uv protectant in case you know because obviously sunlight will fade the packages over time you see that all the time uh, that is somewhat a uh, degree of uv protectancy
2: uh, no no okay. we do offer uv protection uh, there is an additional cost to that but that is definitely an option for collectors if they want uv protection acrylic we can definitely offer that to them
0: Hopefully, if they're taking the time to have these things graded, they're not sticking them in their front window, and so all the kids come by and look and say, look what I've got. So hopefully, they're taking better care than that anyway. But uh, I was just kind of curious of the UV protectancy.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: Okay. Thanks, guys. Uh, we are going to come back, talking all things toys, wrapping up the show right after this. So stand by. The Transformers.
3: brain what do you want to do
2: tonight the same thing we do every night pinky listen to geek to me radio and then try to take over the world no. the, pinky and the brain, pinky and
3: we are the back brain.
0: wrapping up the show and let me tell you it is fall it is popcorn weather and the people who have you covered popcorn buddha usa.com 86 different flavors of popcorn if you're a popcorn junkie like me and you're kind of looking, like, a lot of places you'll go to, they've got cheese, butter. This guy has 86 flavors, and some of the more unique flavors you'll see anywhere. His barbecue bacon popcorn was amazing. They've got uh, sweet flavors, cheesy flavors, caramel flavors. And you don't have to be in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, or Lynbrook, Lindberg- New York, to pick them up. They'll ship them to you. You go to the website, PopcornBoodooUSA.com. And I just talked to the owner, Craig, this morning. For our listeners, if you go to the website and the coupon code is GEEK, G-E-E-K, it takes 15% off your subtotal before you place that order. Also, he always has a special to honor our men and women in the military. uh, You'll have to call him for this because it takes free shipping to any valid APO or FPO anywhere. And he will pick up the shipping for that for you because it's honoring our men and women who are in the military and protecting our country. So popcornbuddhausa.com. Check out the website. You got to get at least four or five of these flavors so you can sample them. Give them to your friends as gifts. <laughs> ship them to family so you don't have to go visit them at the holiday season. We're sorry we can't make it, Mom and Dad. Here's some popcorn. It's fantastic. Check them out. Popcorn Buddha USA. Very, very happy to have them as our brand new sponsor here on geek to me Radio. As we wrap up this last segment, gentlemen, uh, with all the different <laughs> toys, I know I'm an 80s toy junkie. I'm an, I'm an 80s junkie, period. But what uh, seems to be the most popular era of toys uh, that you see? We'll start with Rich for the uh, bringing in the shop and people wanting to buy.
3: Um, we get um, probably the 80s is probably the biggest thing. We get more He-Man and G.I. Joe collections than anything else. A lot of Star Wars, too. Um, turtles are pretty popular. Um, so, I mean, those are really the biggest collections that we get in on you know a regular basis but um but yeah uh, we're starting to see more and more of those 90s toys pop up but you know 80s ruled for the longest time and uh it's, it's starting to hit that transition now where i think people are you know moved out They go home for the holidays, and mom's like, hey, get all your crap out of my basement. So um, that's usually when we see – we'll see a bunch of people around Thanksgiving. Like the week after Thanksgiving, we'll get a bunch of collections come in.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And, uh, Robert, what about you? Any
2: era of toys you see more graded than another? Well, the 80s era is definitely the golden age. However, the 90s era is definitely starting to sell. But also we need to remember about, you know, 2010 on forward to now because – more articulation, uh, better quality of plastic and molds. Uh, those also play a pretty big factor. A uh, good example is the 40th anniversary. A uh, very hot set. Um, the second wave was discontinued within like a month hmm. of its announcement and release of the figures. Um, Marvel Legends. You know, Marvel Legends. Uh, that one Build-A-Figure, Jubilee, Build-A-Figure series with hmm. Magneto and Storm yeah. and Cyclops. You know, So it seems like now Hasbro, when they release toys, there's a shorter production of them. So that also plays a pretty big factor as well. All right. And uh, real quick, as we're wrapping
0: up, Robert, let people know where they can find you.
3: Uh, APG at Facebook.
0: And Rich. Rich.
3: Uh, Saga Toys on Facebook. Um, we also have a website, uh, sagatoys at ht.net.
0: Fantastic. And if you're looking for anything toy related, if these guys can't give it to you, Spike, that Lost in Space guy, can help you out. Until next week.
1: It's not in the way
2: you watch, I say.
0: Island of Misfit toys. Good night.